Ladies and gentlemen, TiVo Mania <laughs> is officially back in action, and I have been just hitting the TiVo all week. Well, uh, I, I guess anytime I haven't been posting or working, or you, you, you get the, you, you I've get been the doing point. it a lot. <laughs> LeBron James, he's going to kill the man that invented the play-in, <laughs> and then the hardest playoffs in sports have started. And we're going to get to all that and more here on what's episode 58 of the episodic fourth and long show. Of course, I'm your host, Ross Allen, joined alongside by the Jalen Johnson. Jalen, welcome. Yes, I'm glad to be back. Back <laughs> in action, back in business. Business is booming. Yes, it is. And I have a swivel chair. Me too. Oh, swivel chairs are great. And if you are on video, you get to see me repping. The jersey of the almighty Tim Tebow. So I'm so glad I got to bring his buses back out, Jalen. You have no idea. It, it <laughs> I didn't think there was ever going to be a day where you were going to be able to bring that back out. No, no, I never thought it was going to happen. But here we are living in 2021. So my question to you real quick, Ross, yeah, about Tebow. Yeah, just yeah, just real quick, yeah. get out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Tim Tebow be in the NFL and MLB Hall of Fame? If he isn't, it's a crime against humanity. In fact, he should just be in... The Hall of Fame for just people in general. Give them the Nobel Peace Prize, damn it, because Tim Tebow, he deserves that. But before we get into things properly and some NBA news, especially with the play-in tournament uh, and Russell Westbrook and maybe a little bit of Terry Stotts action, let's talk about our sponsors. Just want to give a shout out to Thrive Fantasy for all your sports prop betting needs. Go on over to thrivefantasy.com or download it on the Google Play Store or the App Store on Apple. And get started today on deposits of $20 and up to $50. They will match you dollar for dollar when you use your promo code fourth and log. The NBA, we're getting to the playoffs. The playoffs are here. The uh, MLB is in full swing, pun intended. And so what better time <laughs> than now to get started on your sports prop betting? Super easy. They do everything for you. There's no guesswork. You just have to go in, pick your squad. And make some money. Then also, if you want to become a member of a very prestigious Patreon fan club over on patreon.com slash fourth and long, you can do that for just $1 a month starting price right there. And you can unlock a bunch of goodies, you know, like discounts on merch. You can get behind the scenes access, extended interviews, early drops, all that fun stuff. And Jalen, speaking (laughs) of interviews, what you guys should do once you're done listening to the show, go on over to anywhere you get podcasts and YouTube and check out our interview with the Justin James, UFC featherweight fighter. He has a fight on June 26 against Charles Rosa. And not only that, Jalen, mm-hmm. he will tell you how he rode a whale. A whale. A whale. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures of it, yeah. but he rode a whale. Like literally. A 60-foot <laughs> freaking whale. He rode it. Yeah. Got and- back and rode it. He's fighting on my birthday. Like that's an early birthday gift for Isn't me. Isn't that perfect? That's that perfect. Perfect for me. I was excited. I was like early birthday when they announced it to me. I was oh, like, hell yeah. yeah <laughs> what what can be better than that? But exactly. now let's get into our first story of the show with some NBA action. And real recently, you know, LeBron James. Uh, if we throw it back to last year, Jalen, he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's for the play in tournament, you know, gives teams a chance and stuff like that. But this year, when he has the opportunity to have to play in the play in tournament, he goes, mm-hmm. oh no, this sucks. Uh, we should fire whoever invent whoever came up with that idea. Yeah, and, and, and so 
This is another reason why LeBron James will never be better than Michael Jordan. But yeah. that's a little different topic for a different day, I guess. <laughs> but Jalen, your thoughts on the playing tournament and your thoughts on LeBron James's hypocrisy. I think the best way to describe this situation is you never know how bad something is until you're in the situation yourself. Uh, I think I think LeBron, when he was the number one seed and stuff like that, he wasn't thinking about the playing tournament. So it was like, yeah, whatever. Those bottom guys could fight for a spot. It doesn't matter to me. Now that his team is the bottom guy, he doesn't like it anymore. He doesn't mm-hmm. like those extra games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, don't, I think there's probably more behind it. I don't think it's just that. Uh, but I think I think that's what it is. I feel like when they first announced it, him being a top seed, he was just like, yeah, let the little guys play for a spot. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't think he really thought of it, the extra games and stuff like that. I don't think he put all that into perspective because he thought, I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. That's not me. This team's not built to go right there. It's built to be a number one, two seed up there. Uh, I think I honestly think he did not think about the fact that he and the Lakers might at some point have to play in a play-in game. Um, I, I think that was the main issue. I don't think he thought about it. Like, I, <laughs> I really hope he did, and I hope I'm wrong. But I honestly just think that he didn't think that he would ever be in that position. So he's like, yeah, forget it. Let's do it. And, and I, uh, my uh, my own opinion on the play, I um, honestly think we should just keep it in general when we do go back to full uh, seasons. Um, I think it's – okay. I think it's a nice touch. But please, please go ahead. I, I like the mix-up because I, I don't like the NBA playoff setup, uh, the original one before. I think it's a nice shakeup. I think there's other options that are better than the playing tournament, but I like this better than the way we had it before. Uh, I think, my, in my opinion, I think when you after playoffs are set, we should do a reshuffle of the rankings and put people uh, in the right as a full 1 through 16 seating instead of just uh, how it is. Um, so that's just my opinion. But I like the playing tournaments especially with these uh, shortened seasons, that minus 10 games are a really big game changer, especially if you look at the bottom uh, right now in the NBA. Some people who are eliminated right now in a regular season uh, would still be in the run for a, for a playoff spot. So See, I definitely think it's uh, great. It's take a page out of the AFL's playbook mm-hmm. because what they do, so do just do this for either conference. You have eight teams. And so in Australian football, you take the top eight teams, the top four play each other. The bottom four play each other. Or so yeah. So one through four plays each other. Then the four through eight plays each other. The top four teams, if they lo- if one of those teams lose, they still get to advance to the next round. It's a double elim- uh, It's a two loss elimination for them. The four mm-hmm. to eight, it's a single loss elimination for them. Then they flip. Mm-hmm. It's 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 actually pretty confusing. But once you get the hang of it, it makes yeah. A lot once of sense. once you're around there for a while, you get it. Yeah. But my my ultimate opinion on what the NBA playoffs should be like is March Madness. I think Ooh, it should be one game more like one game and Ooh. let the school uh, let the uh, NBA teams go at it. You have one game to prove yourself. I think that's wow. right now NBA teams they they can take games yeah, off and stuff right there. I love exactly. it. Exactly. One game and in you're out. And one seeds would play a lot harder. I feel like uh, one seeds take time off when in those like seven game series. I feel like they let the other team win so they, they can have extra break. Uh, and let some other guys get some playing time while they rest up. I feel like if it's one game, you don't have that. You don't have that luxury. You give you give an ace and nine seeds type uh, teams a better chance of just surprising a team. And if you lose that first game, it, yeah, right now it's an upset. If you win the first game in uh in a seven game series, it's an upset. But you still have to win three more games. Now 
one game, you upset the one game, that's it, season over. And I just I think that would be more exciting for the sport. I could get how that might be more frustrating for the players, but also I think they get more rest. You, you get, get the games that. out the way. Yeah, I can get behind that. There's I'm cool with that one. Uh, next NBA story though is uh, recently Russell Westbrook has broken the NBA record of triple career triple doubles. He is up to 183 uh, at the time of recording. So now I have to ask you, Jalen, is mm-hmm. is he the greatest playmaker of all time? And real quick, I would like to make a point. There's a lot of people that, that just call Russell Westbrook a stat patter and, and the guy that doesn't really care about winning, just cares about getting his points and assists in, in, in the rebounds. But the thing here is that he has a 75% win percentage when recording a triple-double. So that narrative, it, it has no grounds to stand on. But is he the greatest playmaker of all time? Because I think there's a very, very, very – Strong argument for that, and I think he is. Um, best playmaker of all time. I don't know. What do you What do you mean by playmaker? Because like, if we, well, if well, it, a guy that can do everything because, and when you think of the best, you think of like you know uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You throw Kobe up there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're guys that can score uh, on their own and just dominate the paint and do a, a um a lot. You know, like just carry the team and, and put them on the back. But a playmaker. Mm-hmm is the guy that's able to do a lot of the scoring himself, but also lead to a lot of scoring with the assists, maybe some rebounds, offensive rebounds, and stuff like that. I think Russell Westbrook, and let me explain this, is the best stat sheet stuffer of all time. I don't think stat sheet stuffer is a negative term. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain players who probably are considered like the best players of all time in any specific, like if you just say Russell Westbrook shooting, he's not the best. If you say just as rebounding, he's not the best. If you say just as passing, he's not the best. But I think stat sheet stuffer as a whole, like person who just does all of those things, mm-hmm. that's that's what I consider a stat sheet stuffer. Mm-hmm. And I think he is the best one of those of all time. We've seen plenty of players who've come out. And they, yeah, they only get 15 points, but then they also get seven, seven assists, six rebounds, you know, mm-hmm. and, and – and that's needed for teams, and they don't get as much recognition. I think he is the highest recognized stat sheet stuffer of all time in a positive aspect, not the negative troll Twitter aspect of, oh, he's just padding his stats. And No, I think he is, he is very well-rounded, and he does it very well, but he's not the best in any of those things. Mm-hmm. But altogether, that he's the best at doing all of those things in a single game than anybody else who's ever played basketball has ever been able to. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's the best stat sheet stuffer of all time, uh, play, uh, best playmaker of all time. I don't know. I feel like there's other guys who are kind of up there uh, in that talk who might be better playmakers, but mm-hmm. just stat sheet stuffing in general, I think Russell Westbrook is probably the best one of all time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that's not necessarily a bad thing to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of people take it as an insult. A lot of people say it as an insult. But when you're a sad shepherd, that means you're just pretty damn good. You're all over the court. You're doing right. what you need to do. <laughs> so there's there's nothing wrong with that one. Next one, Jalen, since we are getting just about to the playoffs, we got to look at some of the teams. There. A lot of teams are clinching, like um, the Western Conference, the top four is all wrapped up. And then in the uh, Eastern Conference, all the playoff teams have been selected. Uh, mm-hmm. So... One of the things, let's go by conference to conference. We're going to start with the Eastern one. Who do you think is the team to beat going into the playoffs? Uh, you know, the top teams in the Eastern Conference, you have the Sixers, um, then you have the Nets, uh, and then the Bucks. 
Um, mm-hmm. So is it one of those three teams that are going to be the one to beat? Um, I think right now, I think everyone's expecting it to be the Nets. For mm-hmm. me, I think just they kind of un- have an absolute, yeah, just a crap ton of talent, just pure talent. I think, in my opinion, the real team to watch out for the Bucks. I think the Bucks have had a quietly just amazing season. Uh, no, is it is it finals or bust for the Bucks? I think so. I think at this point, you kind of next season if they don't make the if they don't at least make it to the finals this season, I, I feel like now you have to kind of start looking at some stuff. You know, yeah, you got to build around you. Not saying clear out house and like get rid of Giannis and like that, but I, I think you need to. You know, kind of goes the LeBron and AD type route. You need to find another big name to to put over there with Giannis. You can't just mm-hmm. keep building around Giannis with other just solid players. You need another top player I know over there with had them. That can't make way it. in the past, but he yeah. still needs a Scotty Pippen. Yeah, he still needs a Scotty, um, and he he doesn't have that yet. Um, so, I, I think they're the t- I think they are a team to watch out for. I think they've had a quietly great season. Giannis has been dominant. He's been quietly an MVP candidate this entire season doing what he does, still averaging great, playing great. He hasn't – I mean, I, I, his shooting's improved. His free throw percentage, I'm pretty sure, has improved. I don't know the exact number uh, right now. But his free throw percentage, I'm pretty sure, has improved. Overall, he's become a better player very quietly. He has not been a very talked-about player this season. Mm-hmm. Like, usually he's on the top of the highlights, ESPN, Sports Center, stuff like that. You haven't heard much about him this season. It's weird. Um, yeah, it's been really weird. I mean, but I mean, it kind of seems like the Bucks are back to win. Their best player was like Monte Ellis, like <laughs> and Brandon Jennings, like that. That's that's the last time it's been this quiet for the Bucks. Even though they're a top three team in the East, pretty much all season, right? And, and so in the East, I, I would say the Bucks are quietly the team to to watch out for. And then if we throw on the over to the West Coast, especially with your NBA power rankings. Uh, the I think I feel like it's like the last month or so, Jalen. You've had the Jazz and the Suns as the top two teams. Yes. Uh, sometimes flipping, mostly it's been the Jazz all season long. Um, yeah. Right now, there's only about a game and a half difference between them. Uh, then some of the other top Western teams that have a clutch a spot in the playoffs they mm-hmm. are the Clippers and the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing your team to beat is going to be between the Jazz and the Suns. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it is, it is one of them. Um, I would just like to say at the beginning of the season, on our first power ranking, when I put the Jazz, I think I had them at number like two or three. Uh, and then they were won by like our second or third power ranking. I had ranking. no idea I had, where the Suns have been, too. Yeah, I, ha- I, had a, I got a lot of crap for putting the Jazz in the top three. Mm-hmm. And they were like, the Jazz are not going to be there by the time mm-hmm. we get to the end of the season. Tell I said, them. we'll have to see. Tell and, and I put them up there, and I told people, I said, watch out. I said, the Jazz are looking like a complete team. I said, they're mm-hmm. looking like a team that's going to do this all season. And people are like, no, the Jazz are just hot right now. Wait for it to calm down and kind of get to the middle of the season. Middle of the season hit, Jazz are still up at the Guess top. What, the Jazz have never calmed down. They've been top all Ever. year, man. <laughs> you tell them. You tell them right now, John. Tell yeah. the people. Tell the doubters. Tell the haters. After saying all that, I think the team – to watch out for in the West is not the Jazz. I think it's the Suns. And you threw me a curveball. I'm <laughs> the, the Jazz are up there, and I think they're going to compete uh, very much so. Uh, I would love to see uh, a Western Conference Finals um, between the Jazz and the Suns. I'd love to see a seven-game series between those uh, two teams. Uh, but I just think the Suns, the, the Suns have the key factor here, and, and that's Which Chris is. Paul. Mm. <laughs> When a you guy have Chris, that is he a MVP candidate? 
I think he's up there. I don't think he'll win it. I, I, no. He doesn't have the flashiness needed Both to be an MVP. If he doesn't win it, we riot. Yeah, I'm very not much a Nuggets so. fan. <laughs> I'm Joker all the way. I, I don't know. You, y'all can see the Joker poster on the wall up there. I'm Ooh. Joker all the way. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I think the Suns have they have Chris Paul, and Chris Paul has proven that he is an it factor when it comes to teams. He he led the Thunder to a, a, a dominant performance in the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't make it all the way, but they did way better than anyone expected them to because of Chris Paul. Now you look at the Suns team, who is a pretty much upgraded version of that Thunder team that Chris Paul went into the playoffs with, and you have to think, like, this is a team you need to watch out for. You still have Devin Booker. You know, you still have Chris Paul out there. Chris Paul is out there coaching all the young guys. These aren't just these aren't just rookies and stuff like that out there on the team just playing. You this these are guys being coached by Chris Paul. The guards out there are all guys who have played with Chris Paul and practiced with Chris Paul all season. They have learned things from him. So even when he's not on the court, he's on the court because of his presence that he brings to teams. He's pretty much like an extra coach with mm-hmm. all the experience that he has. And yet he hasn't made it far in the playoffs. But at the same time, that playoff experience, even if it is only first and second round exits, it's yep. still playoff experience that teams like the Jazz and the Nuggets don't have on their squad. And I think that's very important. And then the last thing we want to talk about with the NBA today, Jalen, is uh, currently the Trailblazers are a playoff team. They're sitting about the six, between five and seven right now. Uh, they look like they should be making it. But one thing that we've seen from this team over the last number of seasons is a lot of a solid amount of regular season success. They might win a series or two in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they haven't really gotten close to the finals. So mm-hmm. with that being said, there's been a lot of people um, calling on Terry Stotts uh, and his job, essentially. You know, we've had Dame come out and defend the man, uh, which is, I believe, rightfully so. And I'm not really surprised that he would do that. You know, that's kind of what you expect him to do. But is there truth to the statement? Should Terry Stotts be on the hot seat? Um, I don't think he should. Um, I think I'm, I'm blanking on the name. I don't know if you can look it up for me while I'm talking. Mm-hmm. But the coach for the Raptors, they made to the, uh, the, the conference finals, and then he got fired the next year. I forget his name. Um, but yeah, the Raptors coach, uh, yeah. and, and I feel like he is not the it wasn't problem. Nick Nurse, was it? I, it, was, it wasn't Nick Nurse. That was what I was going to say, but it wasn't Nick Nurse. No, no, it wasn't Nick Nurse. Uh, it was the coach before Nick Nurse. Um, I think it's not a good move. I, I feel like Stotts is getting there. I feel like, yeah, he's had a lot of attempts, but you have Dane and you have McCollum and, and you have a solid team. You have Carmelo Anthony who has resurged since coming to Portland. Um, and that team is just good. It's built. Ah, it's just Casey, right? Dwayne Casey. Yes, that's that's the name I was thinking of. You don't want to fire a guy like that because you're gonna. The, yeah, you could have the the Nick Nurse effect. Nick Nurse was a a guy who's pretty much being groomed as a coach for years, and mm-hmm. he finally got a shot and just took off with it. But the chances of that happening <laughs> again, we've seen it all in all types of sports. It, it 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 doesn't happen all the time. Some teams they're like, yeah, we we keep making first round. This isn't working. Let's get rid of our coach. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, now you're not even a playoff team anymore. You know, right. and, and the Trailblazers are already like a middle of the road team right now. You don't want to cut your coach and it was the worst coach and now end up being right on the edge to See, where you're fighting for the eighth and ninth seed. Where like you could be a playoff team, but you never get past mm-hmm. the hump, and so you think it's to fire the coach. 
Uh, mm, it, it's never really made sense to me because the you we gotta play the odds game, Jalen. Yeah. If you can make it to the playoffs every season, uh, the odds of you finding a coach better than that is very slim. Yeah. The best option. The, come on, you, you really think most of the coaches you have to can't think. do that? Most of the coaches who are going to be available are coaches who could not coach their team. That's exactly. Like, so let's think about it. If you have that, you upgrade the roster. It's not the coach's fault. I'm Imagine thinking of it right now. The roster can only go so far sometimes. Talent can only take you so far. Coaching can only yes. take you. There's a, there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling. You can have a certain amount of talent, Jalen. Mm-hmm. But a coach can only take that talent so far. There's a ceiling to that. That's true. So sometimes you got to raise the ceiling by getting better talent. Not yes. the coach. I think, in my opinion, I don't think this year. I think next year, honestly, if they do it again at that point, yeah, you kind of have to take that risk. Mm-hmm. It, that That's kind of just how it is. If you kind of keep just getting second round, first round exits, you kind of at that point, you kind of have to do it. It's kind of just not working. You have to take the risk. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you're looking at it, the best coach that's going to be available after this season is probably the, the Kings coach right now, Luke Walton. He's probably going to be the best coach available, and you don't want that crap, you know? <laughs> you, you you don't want that. And then mm-hmm. maybe if Alvin Gentry, who's also the Sacramento Kings coach, but he was an assistant coach this year, if, mm-hmm. if he doesn't end up becoming the Kings coach, he'll probably be available. And then he'll be the best option. And then that then I'll be a little bit more iffy about it, uh, but I'd probably still stick with Stotts between him and Gentry. Um, but it's just, it's just not, it's not a good move. Now it's not. Like, unless – I don't think you should fire your coach unless like the next option that you have is like a Belichick is open. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that, that type of caliber of coach, like unless something like that is available and on the market and you honestly believe to God, like that you would be able to get him and secure him. Cause I feel like a lot of teams do that. They fire a guy cause they're like, Hey, look, this hot prospect is coming in. I mean, it, it is available. And then you go all in for him and then don't get him. And now you're screwed. Cause you just fired your, your good coach. And now you're stuck with, the bottom of the barrel guys. And now you have to go and be a, a 10th, 11th seed team for a while to build back up or wait for another uh, run on good coaches. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't think they should just yet. Now I wouldn't say never, but just yet. Uh, I, I don't think they should fire Stotts or put him on the hot seat. No. Uh, let's just slow that talk right now. There's no need to at this point, maybe in season two, like you said, Jalen, but right now, no, chill it. Let's see what happens in the playoffs this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Moving on from the NBA, though, let's roll on into the NFL, Jalen, and let's talk about the hottest news and the hottest free agent signing that the NFL has seen in decades. Yes. Tim Tebow is making his return to <laughs> the football field, to the gridiron, to the NFL, and he's reuniting with his former head coach from those crazy Florida days, how, you know, the, you know, Urban. When he had a killer in. Multiple killers. Multiple I believe, I believe. Felons, felons. Convicts. I forget the number, but I believe it's like 14 people from that team have been convicted felons yeah. now. There is That's a reason there are the Catholics versus the convicts, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that was Miami, but Florida sports in general <laughs> had just been insane. Like, like, there what, should what, be a 30 for 30 on that team. In all honesty, at this point. How is there not been? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 30 for 30 just on Your quarterback is a hardcore Christian. You had Aaron Hernandez on the team with 13 other felons on the team and all that other crazy stuff. Cam Newton was on that team for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I need I need insight on this team. Like, you, you're <laughs> telling me you don't – I need to know. <laughs> ESPN. 
Gary Dunn, I pay you five bucks a month for something, so make it worth it, damn it. Okay, give me that. <laughs> I pay my money. subscription. You better <laughs> You better give me what I want. But with Tim Tebow though, he's coming as a Titan. Um this deal is not done yet at the time of recording, but it is expected to be done. Uh he's gonna be coming as a Titan on a one year contract and he will have competition in camp. So a few things here, Jalen. Uh, mm-hmm. just in, in thoughts on the move in general. Is he going to make the roster? Uh, and, and best of all, is he going to score a touchdown this season? Do the Jags have any other tight ends on the roster right now? The the, the Jags do. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm uh, sure they have somebody, but like them. But I, the, their tight ends are one of their weaker spots on the team. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, obviously, if they're signing Tim Tebow to a one year deal, their tight ends are one Chris Van Hurts. Okay. You got James O'Shaughnessy. Okay. You got Luke Farrell. Okay. And you got Timmy T. So, I mean, no, okay. Uh, those, yeah. Those At this point, he's making out. the roster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I, I forget who was saying it, though. It was kind of annoying because there's uh, uh, someone on ESPN uh, getting mad at the whole Tim Tebow side. Almost getting mad at Tim Tebow is what I felt like because he is potentially taking a spot away from a younger player that deserves this spot more and that's looking for his chance. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is, Jalen. If you're a tight end and you're trying to make it in the NFL yes. and you lose a spot on the roster to someone that hasn't played tight end ever and has been out of the NFL for six years, I, I am years. not sure you deserve that spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my whole thing that I did – I mean, I like the Tim Tebow sighting because obviously it's Tim Tebow. It's great. It's going to be exciting to see, and it's going to be something I get to watch. Um. I didn't like – I think there's a lot of other guys out there who aren't getting jobs, mm-hmm. vets even, not even just young guys, um, who aren't getting opportunities and even tryouts like that. Um, so the fact that Tim Tebow left the sport after not starting a game since when he was back with the Jets in, I believe, 2012, um, and then moving to baseball, not really on the field or doing anything like that, and then coming back and getting, getting the That's opportunity – yeah, just 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 even getting the opportunity, like getting the workout that a lot of other guys aren't getting, that that's what I was kind of iffy about. I don't mind it; it's like whatever to me. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I like I don't care. Like I care, but I don't care. Um, that was my problem. I I think if it was so easy and simple for him to just get that tryout, get that workout, and get a job, why isn't mm-hmm. it that easy? For other people, and I'm not even just talking about like the obvious one, like Kaepernick. I'm talking about like there's plenty of other players who just pretty much got just didn't, haven't gotten signed and just aren't probably aren't going to play again because yeah. they're not getting the opportunity. And that's who I'm referring to. Uh, so that was my only problem with the signing. But at the same time, I think it's a great signing. I think it brings attention to in a team that's already going to get a lot of attention uh, with the Trevor Lawrence kind of experiment over there uh, and Urban Meyer becoming an NFL coach. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't really think Team Tebow is going to be a classical tight end, you know, you know yeah. in the usual sense. He's not. I see be... him as like a Taysom Hill type what I, thing. What I see him as um, is, is Urban Meyer. He was a offensive innovator when he was a head coach with Florida mm-hmm. and Ohio State. This guy can can do some fun stuff. Uh, yes. it, it, that that's a fact. So Trevor Lawrence alone, that's, I'm super excited for that. But also, I see Tim Tebow coming out of the backfield. A lot of like college teams, you'll have a tight end, 
and the tight end doesn't always line up next to the offensive tackle on, on the mm-hmm. line of football. He can line up in the backfield, maybe not not necessarily as a wing, but almost like a like a like a um, have him in the backfield closer to the quarterback, maybe next to the mm-hmm. running back. You can put him as a fullback. Uh, this to he's Tim. People forget Tim Tebow is a large human being. He's a large this, human being. <laughs> this guy could could uh, you know have a motivational speech and make you want to uh, run through a brick wall. I'll hit the brick wall. I'll bounce mm-hmm. off of it, hurt something. Yes. Then he'll proceed to run through the brick wall and the wall behind it. He and then you'll get up and team. follow him. <laughs> so I could see him coming out of the backfield. And also, uh, it just gives you another target and another guy to block or to, to put bodies on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people are going mm-hmm. to be intrigued by Tim Tebow. They're, they're going to be trying to do some stuff. You know? Yeah. So I, I like this move. And I got Tim Tebow. I said the over-under of 2.5 touchdowns on the season. And I'll go be bold and take the over. That over-under on his yardage was 15 yards. I'm taking the over. Was it? Was it? Who? Who made the over-under? Who did I don't that? know, but I'm going to Vegas, and I'm putting my money in now. <laughs> a thousand bucks on the over, please. And that, like another, like, over, we could talk about over-unders later, but so there was a couple over-unders I saw this year that I'm like, I need to go to Vegas and put my money in because I'm taking them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I think Tim Tebow, what do you think the over-under is on Tim Tebow throwing a, a passing touchdown at oh, any point in the I'll, season? I'll, I'll take a point five on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the five. over. I'm taking the over on the point. Hey, Tim, Timmy T is going to do – he's going to get three touchdowns this year. I, I You're telling me that the Eagles ran that Philly special into a pa- t- passing touchdown with a non-quarterback playing tight end, and you're telling me Jacksonville with Urban Meyer at coach isn't going to run some type of tight end motion, See. toss it to him, and let See. him throw a touchdown? Even even not even <laughs> – Tim Tebow, jump pass, please. Yes. On the goal line. Tim Tebow jump pass. If Tim Tebow throws a jump pass, Jalen, I will shave my head. I wouldn't say that because that's very plausible with that kind of. I wouldn't say very plausible. <laughs> group but there's over something there. there. Uh, man, I would go crazy if that happened. Let us know your thoughts on the whole Tim Tebow situation, though. And let us know if he, you think he's even going to make the roster. And, of course, some other big news from the NFL recently was their schedule release. We finally get – okay, okay, Jim. Before we get into it um, – I is, should I applaud the NFL for being able to do this, or should I look down on NFL fans for getting excited and extremely hyped up for the NFL to announce the days that teams are going to play specific teams? Because like a month ago or so, we already knew which teams that every team was going to play this year. Which, yeah, you know when they were going and where they were going to play, and we get this excited over when and where of of these John. So, uh. I think it's, in my opinion, the reason why this is so exciting so is because, stupid. yeah, it's stupid. But like for me, when I, I, you kind of imagine it. Like when you see like all of your tough games are like in the middle of the season, and you're like, oh crap, like that's kind of after like a long time. But like when you see like, okay, my our toughest games are like the first four games, mm-hmm. and then like we have six games of teams who went like four or five wins last obviously season. Obviously, it's important. I just like, yeah, if you get hyped. At, like, just, just like from a, just looking at it, you know, taking a literal sense. Yeah. It's really stupid. What we do, yeah. Like, like, I like, think the only excitement of it comes from like, you kind of see those runs. Oh, where like, I think we can go like well, six and oh, seven. So we can finally like put together our, our record predictions. And yeah, uh, no, I can't wait to do that. Oh, it, I, I did that today. Uh, and we'll be rolling those out. Uh, I'll be rolling those out over on the, I'll probably be doing Twitter much tonight then over the next <laughs> season. You know, shout out to the the best website for this is just playoffpredictors.com. Yep. I love this thing. And we don't even get paid for them. Uh, they have their own Patreon campaign, which you should uh, join both. 
Join, join mm-hmm. the both, um, and, and then we'll be good to go. Patreon.com slash both and long. Yes. Uh, but it's some of the winner, biggest winners and losers from this schedule release, Jalen. And one of the winners I have to give it to is Blake Bortles. Because, mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, shout out to the Packers for going from the GOAT to the boat. Uh, of yes. course, uh, the best of all time in Blake Bortles, Triple B, uh, or the, the best of Blake Blake. Bortles. Blake Best uh, the Bees. Yes, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> Good try, though. But shout out to Blake Bortles because once Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Denver Broncos, we're going to see him in six primetime games this season. And, oh, like, haven't we thought of this? Like, Blake Bortles in six primetime games, Jalen. I can't wait for when he gets... Just a handful of seasons ago, he did lead the Jaguars to a AFC Championship game, and they really should have won that game and gone to the Super Bowl. So Blake Burles is a damn good quarterback, and he's better than Aaron Rodgers. No, he isn't, but but you... That's all a stat. Very interesting stat. Yes. Blake Bortles, in the last, I forgot how many seasons, has the same amount of playoff wins as Aaron Rodgers. There it is, folks. They are the same. They're the same, but I think it's going to be so hilarious. Also, they're also when, they're the same in this uh, in this sense too that they get the, the, yes. the conference championship game, and then just choke. Yep, that's kind of like a <laughs> common theme for them. Um, I think that it's going to be funny when if Aaron, when or if uh, I think it's a win at this point mm-hmm. uh, when Aaron Rodgers gets traded and they have to change all the the pictures of Aaron Rodgers. Because <laughs> right now they have like like everyone's releasing like the best QB matchups of the season and stuff like that, and the the goats playing each other like the goats playing each other, and then like oh, it's yeah. Aaron Rodgers' body. Well, on, and they, I think it's <laughs> on CBS or something like that. They had Rodgers versus Mahomes, and then they took that out. Then they did like they just went to Lamar versus Mahomes. <laughs> so yeah, smart on them. Um, shout out to like the Falcons for not having Julio Jones on their whole season tickets and stuff like that on, on the art because they know he's probably gone. Uh, the Raiders yeah, they have likely. Derek Carr on their stuff, so. Uh, oh, dude, I saw I saw um, a meme about the the Derek they Carr released a picture of Derek Carr, and it was uh, like uh, they have like a bar at the back of the end zone. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, they're like Derek Carr's gonna kill somebody. Okay, hold well, that whole Raiders nightclub thingy. Yeah. Is that not going to get annoying? Like, can the players not going to hear just a bunch of music or something? I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be like a more, the, the more like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-ps, mm-ps, mm-ps. I that, want to see that stuff's going to go on disco. after. I want to see a silent, a silent disco in the back. I feel like it's going to be like more of like a quiet thing during the game. I, think it feels, I feel like during the game is going to be more like a sports bar thing. I think it's going to stay open after games so mm. that fans can go from the stadium into the nightclub. Genius. Genius. I think that's more what it's going to be. I think it's going to be more of a sports bar and then at night after the game, nightclub. Leave it to, to Vegas to have something stupid like this. It, it's so dumb. Another winner, though, Jalen. Shout <laughs> out to the Eagles because they get the lowest 2020 opponent win percentage. On the flip mm-hmm. end of that, it's the Steelers that are going to have the hardest um, uh, schedule this year. Um, and they also get to do that with their depleted roster and their Asian quarterback. That sucks and should have been replaced. But what what you do, Jalen? Yeah. You don't have offensive line. You don't have a good quarterback. So let's draft a running back in the first round. Hell yeah, Steelers. Uh, Najee Harris is not going to like it there. No, oh, poor guy. I think I think he's going to thrive. I think he's going to be great. He's, he's a great running back. Fine, but he's it's great. still a bad pick. It's still a bad pick for the Steelers. Yes, and I, I will stand by that. But at the same time, I think it would have been worse if they didn't get him because, as you saw, there was like a run on running backs. That offensive lineman. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I think they should just were drafted Big Ben's replacement. Yeah, but they do have right. Dwayne Haskins, so I think they're still going to help on that. <laughs> so, oh, we'll see. No, I don't know if you want to put a lot of uh, faith into that one. But I will. Another, another <laughs> my, For now. Oh, Jalen, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got some hot takes, but man, even that hot take is too, a little too much for me. Uh, and, and you know I like my takes spicy. Yeah. And then another loser of this coach like as a chips. Cardinals fan. Oh, um, cheddar jalapeno Cheetos are the best ones, and you oh, cannot yes. tell me otherwise. Uh, my other loser, though, Jalen, you're going to be happy about this because mm-hmm. they're one of the teams that the Cardinals, your Cardinals, have to play. And yes. that is going to be the San Francisco 49ers as they have the most travel distance this season. And travel yeah. distance sucks. You know, you know it, it's a legitimate thing. It's a <laughs> Kick their ass with vertigo. <laughs> right? Especially that's what happens with you with West Coast teams being stuck all the way at the edge, no matter where they go, it's going to be a bit of a travel. So those are my biggest winners and losers. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about that, though. Jalen, do you have anyone that just sticks out? I mean, I was going to say the Jets. They have they're a little bit brighter now, but if you're yeah. a Jets fan, still be depressed. Um, oh, my biggest loser is the Bengals. Ooh, yeah, they they got a great receiver. But when you only have 2.5 seconds to throw that receiver. Yeah, just um, loser of the draft at that point, huh? Just a receiver <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then they didn't really do anything in free agency. Uh, and no. then with the schedule well, no, release. No, no. They, they got Riley Reef, the greatest free agent tackle on the market, Jalen. I, I guess. Um, and then um, after that, they didn't really do anything. And then no. now they have. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off of a terrible knee injury. Nice they have another great receiver. And then you get these nice and white uniforms that were just uh, – I was telling Alex yeah, this. New, well, new uniforms, that, they got that. They had the best new uniforms. Not, 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 what it's going to be. It's going to be all the white. It's going to be a paint by numbers, and the only color you're going to be painting is green on Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's going to be uh, uh, a tough scene. But sticking with yeah. the schedule, just want to look at some of the highlighted games I want to give you, Jalen. Feel free to chime in on any ones that you might have as well. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the games, the first games to watch out for is kind of piggybacking off the whole Blake Bortles situation. Is week one, we get the Packers in New Orleans, Packers Saints, uh, one of their first primetime games. And this is going to be interesting because it's going to be two perennial powerhouse teams, two perennial cont- Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they can't really make it past the either if the Packers never going to make it past the championship game. And if yeah. you're the Saints, you're never going to make it past the Vikings. Uh, yes. But these are going to be two teams. At least one of them is guaranteed with it. And I would say two, Jalen, because both of them are going to have new quarterbacks. So that's going to be something yeah. very interesting to pay attention to. Blake Bortle versus Jameis Winston. Can't wait to see how that goes. The boat versus the... The don't. <laughs> oh no, poor Jameis. Don't as in crab legs. Don't steal those crab legs, Jameis. Don't steal the crab legs. Oh, don't touch the Uber driver. Uh, the, don't throw that pick. Don't legs. throw that pick. Don't throw that pick. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, eye surgery, so it's all good. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah, LASIK. The other game, LASIK of course, is uh, we got to look at the week four and the Patriots hosting the Buccaneers. And they are going to get demolished this game. Uh, I mean, Brady's dad coming out to, to talk about him earlier. The 
Bucks are not going to be undefeated going to this game because they play the Rams in week three. They will lose that one, but they'll still be two and one going to this uh, respectable record. Um, uh, and this is Brady's revenge game, and I can't wait to see him put a four to five touchdowns on Bill Belichick. <laughs> or I also can't wait to see him go like one touchdown, two interceptions, and look awful. Yeah. Whichever one I'm fine with. What, what, what would you prefer? Um, I don't know. I kind of want to. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of want. I like Belichick, and I don't like Brady. So, like, and I, it's not like I don't like Brady. I just don't like what he did with the Patriots. Like, I don't know. Um, I rather Belichick win and prove a point. Mm-hmm. Also, I, feel like it'll shut a lot uh, I still of just up. don't like Tom Brady, so I would love for him to lose. I don't know. Like, I don't have anything against Tom Brady as an individual. I just, it's more As an individual, Tom thing. Brady slapped me in the parking lot when I was six. What? <laughs> <laughs> he was intoxicated. No, uh, he was intoxicated on TB12. Too many vegetables for him. You know, he, he gets vegetable drunk. And then uh, yes. one of the other ones, a huge game in week five at Arrowhead is going to be a rematch at the AFC Championship game from last season between the Bills and the Chiefs. And this is a game that the Bills have a lot better shot of winning. And, mm-hmm. man, I am like, super pumped about that. We'd like to know what you guys have to say about the games you're looking forward to the most. There's a lot of really good ones on the schedule this year between revenge games, for sure. primetime games, uh, and or just straight-up offensive talent versus offensive talent. I can't, wa- I can't wait to watch the Arizona Cardinals versus the Arizona Texans. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 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 or the Houston Cardinals versus the Arizona Texans. Oh, <laughs> uh, too bad Bill O'Brien's still not with the not uh, with the Texans anymore. So that would have been great. It's not really. Do you still consider that a revenge game for JJ Watt? No, I mean JJ Watt himself took to Twitter and said that it's not a revenge game. It doesn't make sense for it to call it a revenge. It game. would be a maybe revenge for DeAndre. Game ha- yeah, maybe for DeAndre. It would be a revenge game if they still had uh, the you know, you know uh, Bill O'Brien. But yeah, also, I think that's a weak revenge game. It, yeah, honest, it's, like, it's like the weakest games, of revenge games on the schedule this year. Yeah, also revenge games in itself are overrated thing to talk about. Uh, yeah, just my opinion. I don't really care about them. It's, I think the biggest, the best thing I'm looking forward to on the schedule this year is this year's schedule had a lot of good matchups between like the young quarterbacks, mm-hmm. like a lot of like second, third year. Well, week are four playing we like the rookies in second year. So that's going to be a good. Yeah, one. and then I think what week sixteen we get Burrow, uh, not Burrow. We get Lawrence versus uh, Wilson. Yeah, I think we also get. Uh, I think we also get a Herbert uh, versus one of those guys. As well. I think we get Herbert versus Burrow. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun one, man. Uh, I, I'm super pumped about that stuff, Jalen. And one thing I'm also pumped about is the Oakland Athletics this season. So we're going to roll on into our ML, short little MLB, short little uh, NHL with their playoff predictions, with our mm-hmm. playoff predictions. And, of course, the coveted nay-nay of the week award. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I don't think you've given your, your first nay-nay of the week. Yet. I have not. So you might be able to get a little debut today. I love it. <laughs> uh, but, Jalen, you had a little bit of beef with me when I – put out my uh, MLB power rankings, which, of course, come out yes. every Thursday morning to afternoon, depending on where you are in the United States time zone. Or shout out to any of our Australian viewers, our viewers from Hungary, our uh, you know listeners over there in Italy, Hong Kong, Ireland, 
Um, and any, well, any of the 19 of the countries, other, 21, countries <laughs> 21 actually now, yeah. that we are streamed in, man. I, uh, you know what they call me? Him with Mr. Worldwide. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now you have to go bald and wear sunshades in the morning. None of you guys would appreciate that. I'm just not, not at all. Do that. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> but I just laughed the entire the entire show. I wouldn't even say anything. I would just laugh every just time like, you called. Just point and laugh. <laughs> Should I talk like I'm from Miami? Just an hour be laughing. How, how, yeah, how, I guess how, so. How do I talk Miami? I don't know. Say something crazy and I don't know. It's fucking uh, Florida. <laughs> brain break, dog. Maybe. Yeah, that's going to need some work. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to work on that one. Went as followed. It was the from five to one, the Yankees, the Indians, the White Hot, White Sox, the St. Louis Cardinals, and of course, uh, at the time that I made them, the best uh, team in the MLB, the Oakland Athletics and Jalen. We are about eight weeks into the season, or seven weeks, and I was not expecting to say anything like that. Um, shout out to Oakland. Well, shout out to the Athletics, because it might not be Oakland much longer. And, and to be <laughs> honest... I would not complain if they left. Uh, come on. Yeah, up. I feel like Oakland has kind of just done all their teams wrong. Like, Oakland they haven't helped them out. Their teams. Ever. And so, like, I feel like a lot of people were mad. Like, I understand why people were mad. Like, maybe the let the leaving. A's play in a stadium that doesn't just smell like piss and weed and made out of concrete. Yeah, it's pretty shitty to be yeah, a hunch. It, it's, it's not good. It, it's, it, on a scale of one to 10, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's one down of the there. teams that I did leave out is Jalen Seaman. It might be a little bias in Jalen's part, and it might just be because I don't know what the hell to think of them, and that is the San Francisco Giants. You know, something yes. we were talking about, Jalen, is that one of the, their biggest concerns going to the season was their bullpen. Yes, their bullpen's one of the been one of the best in the MLB for no one knows why, but at the same time, no they've really been the reason that they lose some of these games. How yeah, does this uh, make sense? <laughs> it doesn't. It does. It makes it's. It makes sense in the most Giants way possible. <laughs> right. Um, every single it's year that the Giants, year. yeah, every single year the Giants have ended up doing anything in the playoffs or even winning a World Series, it's been like the most like out of nowhere type situation. Like it's never been like the Giants went into the season. This is the team to beat type thing. No. It's always been like. Well, the, oh, the Giants sense. are a surprise, right. and then <laughs> they win. And so now this year, you know, everybody's releasing their biggest concerns for every team. And almost on every single major sports outlet, even ours, was the concern for the Giants' bullpen and the fact that they didn't really have any big names in their bullpen uh, or even people who had, like, any uh, eye-popping stats. Uh, mm-hmm. And now the, the Giants' bullpen, I believe, is either first or second – and pretty much most of the bullpen stats. <laughs> so um, I don't, I don't get it. But at the same time, the Giants bullpen has also been probably responsible for most of the losses that the Giants have had. The Giants offense has been rolling. Uh, they're one of the top teams in home runs. I believe they're top ten in that, um, and they're they're pretty high in the uh, the overall hits and stuff like that as well. Um, their offense has been rolling, and so the games that they have lost has come down to not being able to close out games, giving up too many runs in like a, a one inning uh, span uh, has been their biggest issue while still having a top three bullpen in the league. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Uh, but at the same time, 
they have dominated. I don't know how or why. It doesn't make sense to me, even as a Giants fan. It doesn't make sense of how they've done it, but they've done it. I, I don't... And I think I do. I, I did think they deserve to be top five. I probably have them at three. They have the second, second or third best record in the MLB right now. Uh, so that's why I had them in a top five. Um, and they've done it while beating teams like the the Dodgers in a series. They beat the Padres well, in two for, out of three man, series. Dodgers, so far. Well, I think it's like two weeks ago, Jalen. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, yeah. the Dodgers want have lost like the. Like they win like two of ten and three like, and seven yeah. of their last ten. And ESPN still had the number one in their power rankings. The Dodgers are four and six in their last ten. Yeah, uh, and as ESPN, of today. And and but it was worse. And ESPN yeah. had them one. There's a reason yeah, no. that you shouldn't listen to ESPN and should only listen to us because we do the best job. Uh and yes. we're not extremely biased to the Dodgers for, Not so, at all. But like the, why? 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 How do they justify that? <laughs> they don't. My thing, the only reason why I think the Giants being the Dodgers was a big deal is they were they beat the Dodgers when the Dodgers were surging. That was before the whole yeah. like one in the, ten the or bad whatever. Dodgers. They were. Before, yeah, the right. bad Dodgers. And they beat the Padres, who are still statistically have a great bullpen, great hitters, and they have Tatis on the schedule. So I just think right there, they're beating good teams. It's not like they're just being a whole bunch of the pushovers in the league. Uh, and they're they're doing it in a great fashion. Like they're they're killing it right now. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason I had them in my top five, which is fair. But, yeah. Also, uh, eh, 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 Giants trash. Okay, not good. Uh, 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 three World Series. We shall <clears throat> see. <clears throat> How many World Series have you been alive for for the A's? Uh, irrelevant. I played the yeah. fifth. Uh, <laughs> hey Jalen, how many Stanley Cup championship wins have you seen your team win? Uh, none, but we've also only been a team for like four or five years. So, and the Sharks have been a team for thirty, and I've seen them in two. It's fine. And they have how many Stanley Cups have you seen them in? Two. Yeah, I've seen my team in one in four years. No, well, you, you could just say one in one year too. Oh my. Yeah, one in one year. That was pretty dope. Because you know it, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to roll into our NHL playoff (laughs) predictions before we get to the nay-nay of the week. So, Jalen, the playoffs are set for the NHL, and it came down to the wire. Uh, Unfortunately, for you at least, the Avs snatched the President's Trophy away from the Vegas Golden Knights. The last game of the season, they take the best team in the league, and right now, what we got right now is uh, in, the, in the north, we're going to have Toronto versus Montreal in Edmonton versus Winnipeg, the worst division in all of hockey and is not close. Toronto is the most overrated yeah. team that we've seen in a while. Uh, going on over to the uh, east, we have Pittsburgh against New York in Washington versus Boston. On the central division, we have Carolina versus Nashville. Carolina, man, shout out to them for being able to grab that number one seed uh, um, over there in that division. That's um, mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that. And they've had a surprising all. season. Also, for the Florida uh, Panthers, and they take on Tampa Bay. Then off in the West, the best division in the NHL. We have Colorado against St. Louis and Vegas against Minnesota. Uh, so, Jalen, out. Do you have any hot takes coming into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Because I'm gonna tell you, my mm-hmm. take 
is that the defending NHL Stanley Cup champions are not going to make it out of the first round. Florida is going to handle Tampa Bay, and they can handle it in six or less because Tampa Bay is a solid team. But over mm-hmm. this last half of the season, they haven't been, really been the best of teams. Florida has been surging, and I think this is a perfect storm uh, and, the bad, and some bad news for Tampa Bay. It might be, uh, you remember two years ago when they got swept by Columbus in the first round? Yeah. Might be that all over yeah. again. Might yeah. be that all over again. Yeah, it might be. Um, it's I don't know. That was just, it was a bad matchup for them. It, it is. It, it honestly is. I, I just based on how they played this season, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just not a good matchup for them. I don't. I don't know. It, I agree with you. I think that w- looking at it, um, it was probably the worst matchup they could have gotten in the, the first round. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I, I think they might go out. I mean, obviously they're they're still a great team. They could perform oh, yeah. and go. So. Um, I mean, I still, I'm still pushing for them, but I'm not. I, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing them from the win, but I'm pushing for them to get out of the first round. I think that, I think they eh, can make it. I'm going with Florida. I, I want the, t- they're not really the underdog, but in like reality, they are like an underdog type of team, you know? Yeah. So that's why I love to see, especially when I have no dogs in the play in, in the fight, you know? Also, yeah. Don't be surprised if Montreal makes it uh, out of the first round over Toronto too. Just just keep an eye yeah. out for that. One. I was that that was going to be one of my takes mm-hmm. was Montreal hey, James, <laughs> uh, making it out of the first round. Let let's get your Stanley Cup final teams in here. Give us your predictions. Let me let me open up the bracket real quick. Oh let yeah, me, let me look so, at this real quick. I don't think anyone uh, the North is going to make it to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think the Stanley Cup goes through the West. It's going to be through the West, and in the in the Stanley Cup of Finals, it's going to be a, a game between a Central team and a West team. Yes. Um. Shoot. Um. I I, I would kind of like to see Carolina mm-hmm. make it make it. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd like to see Carolina versus Vegas. That that's my hope mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I feel so like Vegas. Are you going to go with Vegas? I, I I feel like Vegas is going to win. Um, In how many games? Just let's get a game. Five, no six. Five is very disrespectful. Vegas and six. Vegas, it's just been they've been. I mean, obviously they don't finish on the best notes. The game passed up by Colorado, but at one point, like late in the season, they were on like was a ten game winning streak. Yeah, I think we had 14. 14 was Jeez. the highest, I believe. So that's ridiculous. And then so when finish this off team this... gets hot, they get hot. Yeah, uh, that's and the scary then... thing, especially when it comes to playoffs, Jalen. You just need to, if they need to win sixteen games, they won fourteen in a row already this year. I think the biggest Albeit, key to uh, Vegas you know, is some of those games push. in that streak was against the Sharks, so it hardly counts. Doesn't but... count. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think the um, the biggest key to Vegas's playoff push will be the. Well, now officially the NHL's best goalie do and Robin Robin Leonard uh Andre Fleury. Um, and it's a playoffs, Jen. You want to know what that means. Mark Andre Fleury, time to make the even stupider <laughs> saves. I don't know. I don't think a better save than he made earlier this regular season, where a wide open net takes a shot. Fleury dives across <laughs> like he's Odell Beckham Jr. And snatches the puck out of the <laughs> See, I hate there's two people I really hate in sports round, Tom Brady and Marc Andre Fleury. I respect them both. I hate Tom Brady because uh he, he was with the Patriots for a while and did nothing but win. Yes. I hate Marc Andre Fleury because 
he is too good. And for this age especially, like, I, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that he got better no. after he got older. It's like a fine line. Like, even, even Brady. Brady has gotten worse, but, like, he's obviously still been able to yeah. and make teams better. But statistically, like Flurry, he's man. gotten worse. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Flurry is now in the running to be listed as the best goalie this season and are you one of the best duo in the league? Which, at the beginning of the season, people said that that would be the biggest problem for Vegas. Was I thought it was a great move. Starting goalies. Yeah. No. I, you want to know how many obviously, two starting goalies, Jalen? You have two really good goalies. Yeah, and they're paying them both good money. So, like, I'd like to, I would like to see more teams try that type of experience, having two starting caliber goalies and, and just basing your team around those. And if people are willing to play for you, then they're willing to play for you. Then I think it could work. So I would like to. I would see like to see more. I don't know if I would like to see that specifically, but I'd like to see teams taking the, more chances like that with going with that type of you know scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting for me though, Jalen. It's going to be the team that I'm hot on uh, is the Florida Panthers, and it's mm-hmm. going to be they're going to be taking on. The Presence Trophy winners with the Avalanche. And I got the Avs in six. I know. Super basic. Yeah. Avs, you know, the 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 record wise, the best team in the NHL winning the Stanley Cup. Shocker, but man, not record wise, just points wise. Yeah. Oh, sorry, point wise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess this season's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Point Vegas wise. Have, Vegas have more wins but less points. That, less points. Yeah, yeah. I Hockey's fun with, with the records. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get it either. This was the first year I was highly confused. I was like, they were like, they were like, if Vegas, uh, even if Vegas wins, Colorado could still take first. And I was like, well, we have two more wins than they. Do. <laughs> <laughs> about the points, Jalen. About the points. Okay. And I was like, what points? <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I was, I was slightly confused. Not as that well. much of team, but uh, man, Nathan McKinnon and the rest of his team are just mm, gross. Gross, mm-hmm. quite frankly, and I, I'm hoping that one of those either the Panthers or the Hurricanes make it because those are those teams are a lot of fun to watch, uh, especially. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's the hardest trophy to win in all of professional sports, and I will stand Very by true. that argument. Um, and I am super excited. Give us your Stanley Cup Finals and winner predictions uh, over on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, if it's a five star review with them, or go on over to Twitter at Fourth Long Radio and Instagram at Fourth and Long Radio. But Jalen, to wrap up this episode, let's give the Nene of the week. And if you don't know what it is, uh, this sent you a word for uh, for the man that got, or, or the man, the the fans, the group, the person that got dunked on the hardest, that 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 got you know you know bent over, they they got they got done dided, you know all all these kind done of done dided, <laughs> they got done dided. That that's a that's the thing. Uh, for me though, Jalen, it's gonna be none other than. The Heat's own Donis Haslam because he checks in for the first game of the season, Jalen. Two minutes in. Two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Gets ejected. <laughs> and this yeah. was, oh, you, you remember that you know that uh, that Simpsons meme with the grandpa where he just walks in, puts his coat on the coat rack, does a circle and grabs a hand coat and just immediately walks out. Yeah, that's exactly what this. That's was. exactly it. 
Yeah. It was so damn funny to me because I, I loved it. I was all for it. Uh, honestly, it was kind of a weak ejection. Uh, it was. Me, but also, anything the NBA does is extremely weak right now. Uh, I swear, the, the, the weakest right, you got Lamelo Ball. You know, just moving your ref's arm, and the ref gets, gets pissing. Yeah, for that. he said that the first – I couldn't tell what he said. I couldn't tell if he said waist or wrist. But at first, I thought he said wrist because Lamo just came back from a wrist injury, yeah. and he said he was grabbing my wrist, and I pulled my arm away because he's grabbing my wrist, which I'm like, yeah, you can't grab like, – obviously, his, his wrist probably isn't 100% yeah. in all honesty. You can't grab the man's wrist. And at the same time, I was like, did he say waist? Because at the same time, then I'm like, yeah. You can't just grab another man's waist like that. Agreed. <laughs> well, so, so either the way. Ref, <laughs> the ref got mad that Ball didn't want his help. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you ungrateful bastard. Tech. <laughs> I, I swear, these refs, the NBA refs are the softest people in the world. Right behind soccer players. Right behind them. Yeah, it's close. Just, just, just behind them. Getting real close. It's to getting that. close now. Before it was like soccer's way up here, and everyone else is kind of like down here, and it makes sure. Uh, no, now it's, it's like the gap is closing, getting, The gap is closing. closing. Refs, NBA refs, you heard it here first. You guys are you guys are <laughs> catching up to soccer players and all that to, pussiness. To quote <laughs> one of the greatest players to ever play basketball, soft. Yes. And Absolutely <laughs> soft. 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 But that's going to do it for us on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you think on all the NBA and uh, MLB, NFL, and NHL topics that we went over. Also, let us maybe your thoughts on if you have a different uh, award winner for the Nene of the week. Got to give another shout out to Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com. Links are in the description. Um, and huge thank you to our Patreon supporters. In this prestigious group, and our thank yous go out to them for all your card collecting needs. Go on over to Instagram and follow at the Big Fat Box. Thank you very much, Ray Rodriguez. Uh, shout out to Ryan Watson, and a big thank you to Neil Wiley and his YouTube channel, Chosen mm-hmm. Problems. Jalen, your thoughts yes. on the NHL playoffs in one word or phrase? Excited. That's a week we can do better. All right, give me your thoughts on Tim Tebow. <laughs> Excited. <I'm>, God. <laughs> just God. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> Praise be, Jalen. We will Praise see be, all of you in the next one.